Hello everyone, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the verse of the day. My name is Maxine and may God bless you all mightily. Thank you for joining in once again. Kindly like, subscribe and share. We're available on multiple platforms which you can easily access online and we're thankful for the continued support. The verse of today comes from the lovely book of Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 and 27 and I'll be reading it from the New Living Translation. Holy Spirit, you are welcome into this platform and I ask that the words you have given us today are made into flesh and dwell amongst us according to John chapter 1 verse 14. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity and we are grateful to be in your presence. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who is faithful and true, Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, we do worship you. Your name is above every other name. You have all power, all authority and all dominion. And we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouths that you are truly our Lord and you have freed us indeed. Oh, Holy Father, the Ancient of Days, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God of all creation, the author and finisher of our faith, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who delivered the Israelites from the Egyptians, the God who empowered Moses, the God of Daniel, who shut the mouth of lions, the God of David, who threw one sling of a stone, brought down Goliath, the God of praise, who through praise brought down the walls of Jericho. We magnify and exalt your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You love us. You show us kindness. You show us mercy. You're slow to anger. You have chosen us as your people. We are the children of Abraham. We are the descendants of David and we belong to Jesus Christ. Lanta Kayabusha, Rekebushande, we submit to you. God, as you show us mercy, we invoke the blood upon our lives. For every sin that we have committed, we ask you to forgive us. For every sin that has been committed against us, Lord God, forgive them. We continue to pray for those who persecute us and we continue to pray for our enemies as well. Lord, deliver us from temptation and all evil. I ask all this trusting and believing in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Saviour, whom I serve. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 and 27, the New Living Translation. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. These are the words of the Lord and these are amazing, amazing words that I hope will encourage and motivate someone that God has not left you and God is able to do anything that man cannot do. You might be in a situation where you have gone through it all, you have tried everything and you've given up. People have given up on you or probably given up in that situation. And from the looks of it, there is no hope but God. That's what I want to tell you. But God, 
God is able to give you a new heart and he's able to put his spirit in you. Ezekiel 36 talks about the restoration of Israel and I hope that you can have time within your reflection to just read the whole scripture in itself because it's not just the restoration of Israel. This is the restoration of you. So when you read it, don't look at Israel. Put your name in that situation. Put your name in that scripture because God is speaking about you. We always keep on encouraging our listeners to know that their lives are in the book of God. They're in the word of God. And so this is a situation for anyone. I can surely say that this has been a situation that I am even currently experiencing. And this is my testimony to you all. That there's a restoration in Maxine. So is there restoration in you? We are not perfect. We are not great. And we feel that we're always under subjection of the opinions of others. But this is a situation where God is telling us that the Israelites had run amok, had gone through chaos and destruction. They were idol worshipping, they were engaging in filthy habits and nasty situations. And you know what God did? God said enough is enough. He had punished them long enough. They had been scattered amongst different nations. They had been made slaves. They had now had to turn their ways into the lives of the nations that had subdued them. And so Ezekiel was told to prophesy the words of the Lord. And the Lord God that we serve said that he was restoring Israel. He was done with the shaming and the mocking that Israel had undergone. He was upset that the enemies were mocking him in the process. You know, when someone mocks you, they don't just mock you, they mock God, especially if you're Christian, especially if you're saved, and especially if they're mocking God through you. How many times have people said, where is your God now? I see Maxine pray and I see her talk about Jesus and I see her talk about her life, but look at how her life is. When people say that, they don't realize they're mocking God. How many times have people said, you go to church, you read the word, you try and live a good godly life, but this is your problem. This is how you're being attacked. They're not mocking you. They're mocking the name of God. And so God is saying that not only was he going to save the Israelites, he was going to restore them. And he was also going to put those nations under shame for they had mocked him. And he said he was going to do an act upon the Israelites that would show the rest of the nations that he has a mighty holy name that should not be taken for granted. And I want people to understand this, that sometimes God steps in for his name's sake. Remember, his name is above all names. So yes, he loves us. We are made in his image and his likeness. But there are moments in your life when you've gone through some chaos and destruction, especially when you have been the cause of it all. Maybe poor decision making, out of ignorance, the enemy has taken advantage of you and attacked you in all directions. God is saying, just because she's Christian, just because she belongs to me, just because she's under me, I will save her. And you know what? You can't feel bad about a situation like that. Even if you'll say, oh, God didn't save me for me. No, 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 no. The fact that he's saving us for his namesake is a huge thing. But when you read the scripture, it's not just because of his name that he's saving Israel. He's also saving them because he truly loves them. And this shows the mercy of God. The mercy of God is not just for people who sin. The mercy of God is for people who are going through chaos and adversity. And you know what he says? 
I'm vetoing it. Bartimaeus was blind. God just had mercy on him because he invoked the mercy covenant that was with David and God. There was no conversation of your sins have been forgiven. He just stepped in and made him see simply because the mercy of God was invoked. There was no indication that Bartimaeus was a sinner. There was no indication that Bartimaeus had led a life of sin. So God steps in also in situations that have no sinful nature. People have been oppressed. People have been subdued for the sake of of subjugation. And he says, I want it to be known that I am God. This is a word of an encouragement for anyone going through an ad, a, a, a period of adversity where you have enemies coming to you in all directions. Jesus is saying that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So through him, you're saved. So through your salvation in Christ, God is uprooting you from your situation. And if you look at the scriptures preceding verse 26 and 27, God speaks about removing the Israelites from these nations, removing them from that environment and sprinkling clean water on them so that they are no longer filthy. It sounds very pictorial, but God is talking about the word here. When you're in adversity, God isolates you. And when he isolates you, he exposes you to the word. You'll find yourself having a hunger for the word, especially when the spirit of the Lord has quickened you. When you're saved, when you're in your salvation, the spirit of God quickens you. And he lures you to the word of God and you find yourself focusing on God. It's not just oh, instinct that leads me to seek God. That circumstance the enemy uses to put you down god uses it for your breakthrough so the spirit of god brings you to the word so when he talks about cleaning you and removing you from your filth it's the word of god that cleanses you it cleanses your mind and then he brings in jesus jesus our lord and savior remember jesus is the word so as you're reading the word you're getting your cleansing So one of the ways you fight the enemy is through the word. One of the ways you conquer your problems is through the word. And then you now engage in communion. Communion, you're receiving Jesus Christ. If you're saved or when you're saved, you must engage in communion regularly. It's not just to commemorate the death and the resurrection of Christ. It's to commemorate and memorialize and have it in your spirit and in your mindset that you're constantly aware of what the blood of Christ does for you. What it means when it's the seal of the covenant between you and God for the forgiveness of all sin. All sin. All sin that is Ill- was legally binding, illegally binding, that was written against you through family covenants, through people, through enemies, through circumstances, through actions, and through ignorance. All of it has been catered for. And so the blood speaks in your name. So you can't go looking for your sins under the cover of the blood, for it is already spoken for. And so anytime someone comes and attacks you or says anything, in your spirit and in your heart, you say, the blood of Jesus speaks for me. They may not understand what you're saying. They may not even know what you're saying. But when you put that forth in the realm of the spirit, God knows what to do with that situation. And so as you engage in the word and as you engage in the blood of Christ through communion, God puts a new heart in you. He takes out what was once stony, stubborn, 
in you and puts a new heart, a new mindset, a new spirit in you. And then he goes on to say, I am giving you my spirit. I'm giving you my life. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit, the father of all spirits. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is no captivity. There is freedom. There is liberty. Whoever who has been freed by Jesus is truly freely indeed. Nothing the enemy will say against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. They will keep on trying. But when you keep on insisting with your mindset in your heart, body and spirit that the blood of Jesus speaks, the word of God is alive and the Holy Spirit is within me. For God has placed the Holy Spirit in me himself. And so now you're following the new law of Christ. You're able to follow the judgments and the statutes of our Lord and Savior. And you now go back into the glory of God and you seek obedience. This is what God is speaking about. That through Jesus, all this is possible. So you might have somebody who has backslid. You may have backslid. Or you may have somebody who is demonized was once following God and now is following the ways of the world, has one foot in with God and one foot out with the enemy. God doesn't like people who are lukewarm. You're either hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, God spits you out. He vomits you out. But in vomiting you out, he doesn't leave you. You have a decision to make, to look for God, to follow God. And God is able to restore you, even if you are idol worshipping, even if you are following other people in your life, even if you are following ways that were wrong. Many people may have come and talked to you. Many people may have come to encourage you and try and veer you off into the way of the Lord, but you have insisted on that way. The word of hope is God is able to remove you and restore you to once the nature that you are intended to be. So do not be discouraged. This is an opportunity for anyone who doesn't know of Jesus Christ and who doesn't know of God to seek Jesus by seeking salvation. And you have every reason to say your salvation prayer, to confess in your heart, believe in your heart and speak with your mouth boldly that Jesus Christ came onto this earth and died for you. For anyone who's backslid, who's gone through ways that have been of chaos and destruction and you want to turn back to the Lord, this is a moment for you to rededicate yourself and seek God and say, God, I am here once again. And know that God is not waiting for you at the doorstep. God is coming towards you. Remember in Luke chapter 15, I guess, 11 to 37, it talks about the prodigal son. And the prodigal son noted that he inherited his father's wealth. He took it all. He spent it all. And he was left with nothing. And he was dining and sleeping with pigs. He literally had fallen rock bottom. But the only way out was up. And that's what God is telling you. The only way out is through him to go up, to ascend. And God lifts you. For he had realized that he was in the pits with the pigs, yet the servants of his father were dining in the father's house. And so he made a conscious decision to walk to his father's house and say, Father, I have sinned against you. But remember, his father wasn't waiting for him at the door. His father didn't receive him at the door. His father went to meet him. And that's what God does with us. He comes to meet us. And in meeting us, God restores us. He gives us that new heart. He gives us that new spirit. He removes our stony, stubborn heart in our flesh. 
and he puts his spirit in us and we're able to follow his obedient his to follow his rules obey and manifest obedience in our lives and so this is a prayer that you should have this week that as you go through moments of chaos and destruction that may have been your fault may have been your cause may have been as a result of your ignorant decisions or your careless decisions ask the lord to restore you the way he restored israel go to your prayer altar and speak to god and say god this is what you did for the israelites and i'd like you to do this for me you said prophesy and so i'm prophesying that you will take my heart and make a new heart out of it you will remove my stony stubborn heart and you will give me a new spirit and you will take your water and you will cleanse me you will remove me from my circumstance and put me where i belong and you will put your spirit in me i pray this prayer for you so that you may receive the restoration of jesus christ because when god restores you it's not the same way as man restores you god restores you in ways that no one can imagine and it's a wonderful powerful thing he renews your heart he renews your spirit you're following in his statutes he just replaces every chaos in your life with blessings and remember he's not only doing it because he loves you he's doing it for his name sake and trust me when god restores everyone sees everyone including your enemies including those people who mocked god through you they will see oh maxine we thought but god So remember whatever you're facing whatever the circumstances they will mock you they will say anything but God but God Have a lovely Tuesday may God bless you Thank you.